Everybody and welcome to the Constant Companion podcast. I'm Dallas. I have Brayton here, um, and we also have Matt Farley from Modern Media. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. Thanks for being on. Um, for those who don't know, Matt is one of the great artists and songwriters of our time. Would you say so, Matt? I um, I think I'm the greatest songwriter of the 21st century. So just just from looking at your website, it says that you've written over 18,000 songs. Is that right? That's correct. Oh, my gosh. Matt, I just, I just got to ask, how do, you, how do you find time to write so many songs? Uh, well, I, I, I work fast, for one thing. You know, uh, I'll admit some of the songs aren't masterpieces. It's just me banging a few chords on the piano and making up lyrics as I go. But um, there's plenty of good ones, too, and the trick is um, just to keep doing it and, and to be disciplined because, um, frankly, most people watch TV like six or seven hours a day. So if you cut that down to two hours a day, boom, you've bought yourself four or five recording hours. <laughs> oh, man. So how long does it take you to write and record a song? Uh, anywhere from five minutes to a, a few hours, just depending on um, how involved the song is. Gotcha. Wow. And so you started back in 2008, right? Uh, with uh, writing about every topic imaginable? Yeah, yeah. Prior to that, I was in a more traditional band that um, nobody really listened to except for the, the occasional weird song that we'd, we would write. So... Uh, the band kind of dissolved, and I decided to just write weird songs. Good. I think that's something that we all love is weird songs. You know, we're stick, stuck with the uh, the typical love songs and, you know, the pop electric dance songs, but I think we all enjoy a little bit of weirdness sometime. Um, yeah, so w- yeah, absolutely. So I want Brayden to describe how we found out about about modern media and most most importantly about you're one of your bands, the the toilet bowl cleaners. All right, so uh, we were actually uh, just hanging out uh, with a few different friends, um, and we were listening to some music. But uh, basically, what happened was we were getting tired of what we were listening to, and we wanted to find something new. And so uh, we just got random words, you know, that we were thinking of that. Um, 
we could look up on Spotify to find new songs, and the first word that came to my mind, of course, was poop. So we typed in poop on Spotify, um, and of course, your band was the first one to come up, um, specifically the poop song, which, by the way, I think is very clever. <laughs> Literally, the only yeah. words in this I, song I mean, is poop. Song, I know, I know, it's amazing. I mean, there... That song took, you know, ten minutes from the moment I started writing it to the moment it was finished being recorded, and it's by far my biggest hit. So, um, you know, it, you never know what's going to catch on, but but I did, I mean, the way you found me is pretty much ex- my exact evil plan. You know, my evil plan was <laughs> people will get bored on Spotify and iTunes, and they'll start typing in random words, and I bet you poop is one of those words, so I'm going to form... A poop band, and um, now that band, the Toilet Bowl Cleaners, I think has twelve, eleven or twelve poop albums. Oh my god! Yeah, it does. And uh, we were amazed to see how many songs. I mean, and and they're all they're all so different and unique. Honestly, a lot of them. So it's it really is fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but just to mix things up, I had the Toilet Bowl Cleaners do a love songs album called Mature Love Songs. And um, no poop whatsoever. It's just regular love songs. And I, I I did that just so if people were ever looking through all the albums, they'd be like, all right, there's like songs about farts and poops. There's uh, you thought we ran out of poop song ideas. You were wrong. And then suddenly, mature love songs. What the heck is this? You know, just to confuse people. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great technique right there. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, so um, so what really started you on your musical journey? What what made you want to just be a musician and a songwriter? Uh, since I was real young, I was just into um, being creative, uh, writing books, making movies, and um, and making music. So uh, it just was something that um, I was into from day one, and um, and basically uh, it's just been a matter of. Um, you know, uh, living my life in such a way that I, I can eliminate a lot of distractions and have time to do what I like to do. So, Matt, I have a question. Uh, I, I'm actually, I really like to write music. Um, I, I, I'm going to say I'm not as clever as you are with my lyrics, but uh, do you have any advice, not just for me, but for anyone that's like aspiring to, to write music or uh, do the creative things that you have done? Yeah. Um don't think about it. Don't th- just do it. If if you're working on a song and you don't think your lyrics are clever, a lot of times people get uh frustrated and they just quit. But when I don't think my lyrics are any good, I just keep writing them and I finish the song and um and then I move on to the next song and and I find sometimes you have to get through the you have to get through the bad song before you get to the good song that's within you. So uh, it's kind of like, like it's this pipeline, you know, within this creative pipeline that's just flowing out of you. And um, if you if you clog it up by quitting in the middle of a song, then it, it 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 kills your creativity. So just keep on doing it, keep on doing it, and you never know, because you might think that your lyrics are not clever, but then someone's gonna be like, hey, I really like that song you wrote, and 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 you're thinking, wow, that song stinks, but Sometimes we are not good judges of our own work. Hmm. I really like that. Thanks. No problem. 
Awesome. So, so why poop though? Why poop for a focus um, of twelve of your albums? Um, well, and actually, there's even more because some of my competing band. I have a competing artist called the Odd Man who sings about poop, puke, and pee. And that's uh, that's also me, but he is like the prime uh, enemy of the toilet bowl cleaners. He's trying to steal their uh, their money. Um, but um, why poop? Um, just because I don't know. You know, growing up, my brother and I would sing the word poop over and over again, and it's just kind of like the first joke for people. The fir- you know the most basic human joke is a fart joke, and um, and so I I just. Uh, I just had a, a inclination in my head. I, I just thought, I bet you kids are searching the word poop online, and uh, and I went with it. Uh, you know, to a, to a really ridiculous extreme, of course. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I mean, anytime I hear someone say "do do" or "duty," um, I I tend to smile and laugh a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah. You're not human if you don't appreciate a poop joke. So. Uh, and you know, I I just love making music, and frankly, like uh, I don't care I don't care what it's about, you know. And I think some of the the melodies and chord progressions I've done for poop songs are really good, you know. And uh, I don't think people even notice it sometimes. They they just think, oh, it's a poop song. But I want to be like, but listen to that bass line. That's killer. <laughs> <laughs> There's music behind the lyrics. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so you mentioned that you have other aliases how many how many total other aliases or bands do you have 70 70 and are all these all just different personalities of you or or what inspired them first off um it was probably a bad idea because it makes it a lot harder for people to find my work um but it, it appeals to my sense of humor and it kind of gives people a chance to go on like a uh, a treasure hunt, you know? They have to do a little uh, exert a little effort to find my stuff and then when they find it they feel like they've uh um accomplished something. But um it was really mostly just a way of organizing the music cuz there's so much of it. So I each band is devoted to, you know, more or less a certain topic, you know? So there's the Hungry Food Band has all songs about food there's the singing animal lover who does songs about animals, etc., etc. The guy who sings songs about cities and towns, he sings songs about cities and towns. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. And so modern media, though, is just like your central focus point, um, and then it kind of spreads out to these different bands. Like, is that how it works? Or Yeah, yeah, it's like the record company. It's called Moturn Media. And, oh, um, Moturn. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I made it up, so there's really no wrong way of pronouncing it. But, uh, and, you know, I like to imagine that Matt Farley is this, like, uh, evil uh, record company exec who's always, like, forcing the artist to keep work harder and harder. So, like, there's even some, some rebellion within the ranks. Like, the singing animal lover got upset once and did a whole album in which he, he got mad at Matt Farley. And uh, so it's an entire album where I, pretending to be the singing animal lover... And singing about how much of a jerk Matt Farley is. <laughs> so is your name even Matt Farley or? Uh, my name is Matt Farley. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. it is. Yeah, so but it's just, not just, just your own creation. Right. No, I'm Matt Farley. I've just created this ridiculous universe, and it's totally you know, nobody notices. I just do it for my own 
entertainment. But uh, it's an album called It's Time for People to Know the Truth, in which the singing animal lover is upset because he wanted to record animal poop songs, but um, it ended up going to the odd man who sings about poop, puke, and pee. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, this is too deep, and I apologize. But six months later, Matt Farley relented. And the singing Animal Lover was allowed to release Animal Poop Songs as well. So there are two albums called Animal Poop Songs, all the same animals, but different music for every song. It's completely insane. 90-something Animal Poop Songs on two almost identical albums. Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) This is fantastic. This is like the soap opera of the music world. It's just you never know what to expect. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. So, so Matt, is is your music like is is that your twenty four seven sort of job, or or do you do something else on the side? Like, what is it that you do? I suppose what is it that you do when you're not writing music? Yeah. Well, uh, until recently, I had a day job. Um, since the year two thousand, I graduated college at uh, Providence College in two thousand, and um, that's in Rhode Island. And then, um, and then I, I worked at a group home in Manchester, New Hampshire, a group home for teenagers, um, like abuse and neglect cases. I worked there until um, just a month ago, actually. Um, and the, the good thing about that was the job I, I could work, like, I worked three days a week, and I got all 40 hours done in three days, which gave me the rest of the week to, to make music. But, um, but now I'm, uh, I'm full-time music. I've been doing a lot of, uh, you know... I got all these songs on Spotify and iTunes that are bringing in money, and I do um, uh, I do custom songs for people for 44 bucks. I'll do like a, a a brand new original like Happy Birthday song or or whatever topic people want, and then I do I've been doing some like advertising music uh, on top of that. So all that together is an income, and I got a wife and two kids, so it's it's pretty busy. Wow! Wow! So what do you how does your family feel about your music? Do they appreciate it as much as you do? Yeah. Yeah, I mean um if I wasn't bringing in money, I'm sure it would be different. It would be like, "All right, enough already." <laughs> but uh <laughs> but you know, it's my it's my job. So um and you know, that that's the that's the key. If it if if it's purely just a self-indulgent uh project in the basement it's 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 crazy and uh and i i need to you know enough already you know you can you can still dabble in music but to do it as much as i do it's gotta it better be earning me some money um but i i i try not to play too many of my songs for my family just to not drive them totally crazy because um that you know you can only take so much yeah yeah that's understandable (laughs) (laughs) um so what has been your most successful band then um out of all your 70 something bands uh no question it's the the toilet bowl cleaners um i mean the poop song is uh is up over like three hundred seventy thousand streams on spotify which is just amazing they're you know they're like some of my favorite artists have songs that don't have anywhere close that many streams, and I'm like, oh, God, I, I feel bad. <laughs> like, I sing, I sing poop for a minute and a half, and I'm doing better than you. Um, 
So uh, the toilet bowl cleaners are, are number one. Then the next uh, is the passionate and objective Joker fan, where I sing songs about singers, and and that that does pretty well because people will search their favorite singer, and they'll find like at the bottom of the list is a song about the singer, and then they listen to it. Wow. Man, you got just all different kinds of, of ways to advertise your music, you know, through celebrities, through fart, through poops. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, I was just trying to look for things that people aren't, things that aren't usually in song titles, but people might look up. That was my uh, my my theory. And um, <laughs> you know, ten years later, I I was finally able to quit my day job. Most people would have given up, you know, six weeks into it. Mm-hmm. No, you're still going on. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. so we want um, because you're pretty much an expert in in poop and bathroom situations. Uh, we have a section we do on our podcast called Yahoo Answers. Basically, we go online, find people that are really searching in their souls for answers um, to some of life's deepest questions. And so we we found a couple that that really need um, your guidance. Um, to help them with different problems that they're having. Um, and so if it's all right with you, we'll, we'll, we'll read off the first one. Let's do it. Okay. So this person, his name's David, and he asks, Why does poop sometimes float and other times sink? Sometimes it even disappears before you flush. What's up or down with that? All right, what's your opinion, Matt? That, uh... That's that's a tough. I mean, I don't know um, scientifically why, but I mean it's it's got to be. I'm, I'm, it's got to be just how much how airy the poop is. You know, how much air is in there versus it being um, more dense and, and just solid uh, poop. But uh, that that's based on my limited uh, science uh, education. Okay. Okay. So. How do you get air and poop then? Do you breathe? Is this how much you breathe in and it goes into your intestines, or what do you think? Um, I like think sh- it's 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 more about what you've been eating. Maybe you know if you're eating like a lot of uh, high fiber stuff, then the poop is kind of fluffy. But if you're if you're not getting enough fiber, then the poop is is much more uh, condensed and less likely to float. Okay. Okay. And and Matt, do you think you could write a song? about disappearing poop um yeah and uh, maybe i already have i'm not even sure i i I don't i can't keep track of them all but it sounds some i have like i have a no wiper song i might have a no flusher song too i'm not sure okay because i I think i've heard the no wiper i'm not sure if i've heard a no flusher yeah yeah probably not but i i should it's it's amazing all these albums i'm still coming up with topics a beautiful world all right our next question why is poop green sometimes um why is poop green sometimes yeah. I, I mean i i know what makes I know, as far as in my life at least certain foods especially like dairy stuff if i eat a lot of ice cream um i might be getting green poop um so the reason why is because of whatever you ate is causing the poop to be green. I don't know exact. I don't know if it's the same with each person, but it it, it all comes down to what you ate. And um, as long as it's it's not happening all the time, I don't think it's a medical concern. 
Okay. Thank you for your, your insight there. I, I feel like whenever I have green poop, it's because of grape or orange soda. Like right after I drink grape or orange soda, it's green poop coming out. Almost 100% of the time. Yeah, and maybe we all, all our bodies have different foods that kind of set off the green poop feature, but um, it's, it's, it's something to enjoy. It's, you know, brown can get boring after a while. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Hey, that's a, that's a song title right there, Brown Can Get Boring. <laughs> now you're thinking like a songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to read this one, Brayton? Yeah, so this uh, next one we have, uh, let's see. The question is, um, well, it's basically someone talking about their cousin's disgusting bathroom problem. Um, they say as gross as it as it is, it's not a joke. They need help. Um, they have a a cousin, a female cousin specifically, with a disgusting bathroom habit. She's almost forty years old, and she won't sit on anyone's toilet, um, but her own. Her entire immediate family is like this, and she often comes to her cousin's house. Uh, for movies, dinner, etc. Um, when she goes to the bathroom, she squats over the toilet um, to do her business. <laughs> and uh, when her cousin goes to the bathroom behind her, it's very messy. And she's very insulted. And she thinks she's going to get some sort of disease from uh, the toilet and is just appalled by the by her spraying like some kind of animal. Um, she said that this past weekend, she uh, almost confronted her in front of guests to teach her a lesson, but then decided to talk to her in private. So her actual question is this. Should she ban her from coming over, or should she ban her from using the toilet in her home? What do you think? No, I mean, come on. Look, um, clearly, uh, this the the cousin has some uh, so, uh, has a hang up when it comes to the toilet, and um, what what's the big deal? Just it's just uh, pee, and all you have to do is um, wipe it. Grab a paper towel and just wipe it away if some of it's on the toilet seat. No big deal. It's just pee, and um, and let just let her have her her issue. I mean. We don't have to make a big deal about it. I'm sure she knows that it's not normal, but she can't, you know, she's got she's got problems. Let's, let's work with her. Absolutely, yeah. I think you just came up with another song title, Wipe It Away. Um, man, you are just on a roll today. I think you start making some songs with us. <laughs> I, I have a good one called Wipe Until It's White. That's a good one. It's a good <laughs> lesson. <laughs> Wipe Until It's White. <laughs> Oh gosh, we're we're janitors um, for a living. Like we we're at our, our college here um, in Utah, and and oftentimes people leave a lot of messes on the on the toilet. So that's good advice for us and for them as well to wipe until it's white. I agree. Amen. All right, we got one more question. Uh, this person said, "I asked a few people this when going number two in a public place before. Are you discreet, or do you get in and blow it up and get out?" And she says, I'm a get-in-and-out person, which I learned is rare. People told me that they do things like wait until doors shut, toilets flush, waters run to let out gas. What do you do? 
Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm very modest and easily embarrassed. Even though I sing about poop, um, I um, I'm gonna be as quiet as possible. I you know and wait for people to leave. All that stuff. Uh, I'm you know I can understand wanting to get out of a public bathroom for various reasons, but unless I feel um, I'm in an unsafe situation, I'm gonna go as uh, as quietly as gently as possible. What would you do, Brayton? Um, you know, honestly, I'm I'm kind of the same. Um, I I just I I I get embarrassed for some reason. Um, even though, like you said, there's other times when I can talk about poo and and vomit and pee like very freely. But for some reason, when it comes to going to those public bathrooms, I I like to be polite to those around me. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way too. Like even if someone's letting them go right next to me and I can hear it, um, I'll try to time my my letouts uh, with theirs, but I won't I won't do it if nobody else is doing it next to me. So I I will say I will say if there's someone next to me that is just blowing up the toilet, I have no fear. I will just go for it. So yeah, sometimes you even try to match them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um so we want to move into another section um called story time. Um and so what we like to do um towards the end of our podcast is we like to share a story about the topic we were talking about today. Um so we want to start with you Matt. Do you have any stories that you want to share about um it could be related to poop, it could be related to music, whatever you want. Um Something funny that happened to you. Do you have any anything you want to share with us? Um, so anything related to... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I got a good one. Okay. So, uh, as I mentioned, I, um, I have part of my income as a musician is that people will pay me to write a song about any number of topics. And, um, and I'm, I, I get, you know, five or ten a week from just random people email me saying, can you do a song about my dog? And I'm like, sure, I'll do a song about your dog. And they give me information about the dog, and I sing it. Um, so I got an email to do a song for some, like it was a company that was holding like a, a, me, a big a annual meeting, and they wanted a song to, to introduce the meeting. And, um, and I said, sure, send me all the information, and I'll do a song. And click on this link right here, please, to um, to pay for it. You'll you'll see a PayPal button when you click on this link. And um, what I didn't realize was that um, I, I I mistakenly put the wrong link in there, and I put a link to one of my own songs entitled "It's a Lot of Fun to Wipe Your Bum." <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so I got an email back from the guy a little while later saying. Hi, uh, that was a very good song, but I didn't notice the PayPal link. And then I looked and I saw what I had done, and I was just like, I was mortified, and, and <laughs> you know, but also cracking up. Like it's so, <laughs> I can only imagine what the guy was thinking. If in, you know, did he sit through the whole song? Um, so that was just a wild uh, recent event that um, I was simultaneously humiliated and hysterical over. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Always check your links, you know, when you cut and paste. Absolutely. You gotta double check. Might send your mom something that you don't want her to see. Heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, Brayton, do you have a story you want to share? Uh, well, let's see. A specific story about what we've been talking about today. Um, you know, I'm just I'm just going to embarrass myself. I have a good story uh, from when I was uh, in first grade. Um, and, and maybe someday I'll write a song about this too. But I was... Um, I was, I think, uh, how old are you in first grade? Like six, six, seven, seven yeah. years old. Okay, so I wasn't, I wasn't very old, but um, we were getting ready to run the quarter mile at school. So everyone, you know, was practicing and getting really excited. And and of course, me, you know, I was a very, very jumpy, very wild um, six-year-old. I was, I was very excited for this. Um, so excited that I had forgotten to use the bathroom to go poop before the run um i was just so excited you know it was one of those things i was like well I, i'll just do it afterwards um but uh we, we got to the race and i was just i mean i was running so fast i was going crazy and i realized that i needed to fart because you know i was just building up a lot of pressure in there and next thing i know and in, instead of you know, farting, a, I pooped, mm. and I pooped my pants right there, right in front of all my classmates, and I remember running, just running over to my teacher, and, you know, at this point, I'm just crying, and I look at her, and I go, I go, I go, I think it was, what was it? Miss Zobeline was her name, Miss Zobeline, I go, Miss Zobeline, she's like, what's wrong, and then, of course, you know, I see her face, and, and she realizes what's wrong, she can smell what's wrong. And I look at her with teary eyes and I say, I pooped my pants. <laughs> probably in one of the one of the saddest six year old voices you could probably think of. Mm. And she just she just sent me to the office. She just sent me to the office. So I waddle on over to the office and I get to the office and they're like, Well, well what's going on? And then of course, you know, you see it in their face. They smell it too. They know exactly what's going on. <laughs> and uh, they just send me to the bathroom. So there I am stuck in the bathroom for, for, for I don't know, for forever until finally someone knocks on the door and, and there's my sweet mother ready to, to take me home with a new <laughs> pair of pants. Oh. oh my gosh. They didn't even like offer to help or your teacher didn't offer to help? No. They just sent me, they sent me where they didn't, where, they just sent me where they wanted me to go. I, they didn't want to smell it, I guess. I Oh my god. Nobody wanted to deal with it. That's so sad. Well, there's no shame in that though. There's no shame in that. You're 7, you're 6, whatever, you know. You have the right to do that. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's fine. Don't no no shame and uh frankly, yeah, I I would rather wait in the bathroom for my mom than have some uh, uh you know, someone from the principal's office dealing with that. <laughs> you know that's very true. Now I think about it. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I got two stories I want to share um, today, both involving other people's poo. Um, so the first story I want to share happened about three years ago. We were on a road trip. We were driving through Montana, and we stopped at a rest area because I had to go number two really bad. And so I'm going. All of a sudden, this person comes running in and sits at the stall next to me and unloads. And they were literally unloading for about a minute, it felt like. And they they wipe, they flush the toilet, 
And all of a sudden, I hear them say, oh, snap. And I'm thinking, oh, no, what happened? What's happening on that other side of the wall? And all of a sudden, I start hearing water crashing down from their toilet. And I start seeing water creeping over to my stall. And I start seeing some poop particles come over, too. I'm thinking, what do I do here? And so the first thing I do is I stand up and I get on top of the toilet because I don't want any part of me having any part of another person's poo on my clothing, okay? And so I stand up and I think, oh my gosh, I'm not done though. I still need to go. And so I'm squatting over the toilet and I finish and I wipe. And then all of a sudden, I hear banging on their door, on my door, them banging on my door. They're saying, uh, I'm so friggin' sorry that my poop is flying over to your side. And I'm look I look down now. I'm I was busy wiping and pooping and all I see that there's an inch of poop water underneath me. So I'm thinking, how do I get out of here? Mm. Now that I'm wiped, now that I got my pants up, how do I get out? Cuz the door's locked and I can't reach it. And so what I end up doing is I climb on top of the stalls just to avoid the poo. And I climb up and I and I kind of shimmy over and I and I jump over to the other side and I'm looking and as I'm jumping I see that the poop water has spread out into the main part of the thing too so I I fall down right into poop water and I'm uh. stuck and so that pretty much ruined my day and I have to spend the rest of the day in poop water filled shoes and that's my story there was no happy ending. I did not escape it, and I was super mad, and I still hold a grudge to that lady to this day, or to that man this day. It wasn't a lady. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked that he he bothered to knock on your door and apologize. Like, if I if I had done that, I just would have been out of there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'd been too embarrassed to even <laughs> say anything. Especially being in a rest area, you can just drive away, and you'll never see that person again. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. they knocked, and they, they had the courtesy to do so. That that's going that's that's too much. It's like they're being they're trying too hard to be a good citizen. It's like, come on, look, I'm well aware that your poop is right in front of me, and I'm sure you didn't do it on purpose. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Get out of here. I don't want to see your face. Bye bye. All right. The second story has to do um, with. Being in a rest area bathroom again, um, <laughs> but this rest time rest areas. <laughs> but this time, you see the weirdest thing in rest area bathrooms. This time, though, I go into the men's bathroom. I walk in and I, I need to go, and I go to the first stall I see that's open, and I go in. I look in the toilet, and let's be honest here. We can we can say this because we're all men. I saw a tampon. In the toilet of the men's bathroom. Now mm. explain to me why would that be there? I, d- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't mm. know either. Do you have any ideas, Matt? I'm still befuddled to this day of why there was a tampon in the men's bathroom. Um. Well, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, a guy had in his pocket for one reason or another. He was cleaning uh, the house or something, and... Um, and then it was in his pocket, and then he noticed it when he was in the bathroom. But 
I'm, I'm really stretching for an explanation. <laughs> I, sh- I should have mentioned it was a used tampon. Like, it wasn't new. Maybe he could have been using it for a, um, for a bloody nose. Okay. All right. Or, um, now, you know what? I don't want to, I'd rather not, I don't even want to think about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my stories, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I got nothing else to say. Um... Do you have any last words, Matt, for us? Any any advice or guidance you want to share to the world? Uh, just figure out um, what you like to do and then try to figure out a way to, to do it um, as much as you want to do it. That's that's my um, That's been my approach, and I've had a little bit of success from it um, you know, with the, the music and whatnot. So um, if it, it's the only thing I feel I'm able to give advice about because... Uh, you know, I don't know. What do I know about anything else? I just I know I know how to sit in my basement for hours and hours singing and cracking myself up. <laughs> hey, Matt, I have one more question for you. Um, I first off, do you do you ever do concerts or anything of the sort? Um, I, I've only almost never, but um. A month ago, I, I did a thing at a, at a comics convention. I performed a couple of shows there um, in which I kind of, I had like a slideshow slide presentation uh, with all my album covers and other uh, things, and I kind of took people on the, the insane journey of my music career, you know, from my basement to The Tonight Show. So uh, that went over pretty well. And on um, on June 3rd, I'm holding a show here in Danvers, Massachusetts. Uh, it's going to be a five-hour-long extravaganza. Just like, um, it's just going to be a lot of music, totally insane, craziness, and fun. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm open to it, but it's hard, you know, unless the price is right, it's kind of hard to leave, um, leave home and my family and whatnot uh, to do, you know, the average uh, gig. That's understandable. That's one other thing I forget to forgot to mention. You were on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, right? Yeah, that was how, the best. I, how did I, that I come to be? Slip it into every conversation I can. <laughs> um, how did it come to be? Yeah, I, how did I it happen? Just, I was just sitting here in the basement recording songs, and my phone rang, and it was a producer from the Tonight Show, and they said, "Hey, <laughs> we uh, we like your Pizza Hut song," and I said, "Pizza Hut song." Uh, I I honestly didn't remember that I had a Pizza Hut song, and and then there then the the producer was like, oh, do we have the wrong guy? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll I'll make a Pizza Hut song. I, I I can do one. I'll give you. But then I remembered I had one, and they said, do you want to come down and perform it? And I said yes. And a week later, I was uh in New York. It was really uh really cool and awesome and um a, a good experience. Wow, that's fantastic. How was it meeting Jimmy Fallon? Is he as funny in person as he is on like the TV? Um, I mean, you know, we didn't talk long enough to to really crack many jokes, but he's mm-hmm. he's as nice in person as he, you know, he seemed he always seemed he seemed to me like like the nicest guy in comedy. And um, you know, I got that same vibe in the short time that uh that I chatted with him after the rehearsal. Uh, you know, just seemed like a genuine decent nice guy and um, you know, he told me he was the one who found the song on Spotify because he just randomly typed in Pizza Hut and he found my song and was like, let's get this guy on the show. So it's, uh, you know, I, again, that's my evil plan um, totally working, the same way you guys found the poop songs. 
Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. That is incredible. Gosh. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Matt. Um, you can follow Matt on Twitter, Facebook. Are you on Instagram too, I think? No, um, j- just Facebook Just and Facebook and Twitter? All right. Moturn Media, just like modern except with a T instead of a D. And if um, if my phone number is 603-644-0048, anyone can just call me anytime if they want. Dope. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, Matt. We really appreciate it. Um, and thank you all for listening as well. You can find the show on constantcompodcast.podbeam.com. You find it on iTunes as well and the Stitcher app. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Start to see stars Don't push out